Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Alrighty then, sit back, relax, have yourself a good time. It's the Growing in Grace podcast. Now, I do have to say that with the warning that if you happen to be driving, don't sit back and relax. Have a good time. (laughs) Don't stand up either. (laughs) Don't stand up and and cheer because of all the great and wonderful things that you're going to hear on this podcast. (laughs) Because we're going to be talking about joy and life in Christ and some of the stuff that it's about. And it should be good. I hope this will be a good conversation today. Well, it was sparked by somebody who wrote to us, and, and they asked the question. You, you could you could sense that they were struggling with some things, and they asked the question, how, how do I enjoy God? Implying that I want to enjoy God, I just mm-hmm. don't feel like maybe I'm experiencing that to the fullest, and, and maybe none of us are to the fullest, but there are maybe some things that we can say that will hopefully encourage you, maybe help you a little bit, so that you can begin to experience more of that enjoyment of God in our lives and, and the joy that, that is spoken of quite a bit, really, throughout the New Testament. Yes, yeah, joy is one of the big things. Um, and it, yeah, I think you're right. There are a lot of people who don't experience the joy of the Lord, at least to the, you know, to the fullest, as much as we probably could. And there are many, many reasons for that. And a lot of what we'll say will probably be from our own perspective and I'm sure that people listening will have their own perspectives on things and and reasons for, you know, may, maybe uh, you were a person listening who was maybe sad and depressed and then something happened and you became happy and joyful in in your life in Christ. It's just one example of many. Maybe you are a person who right now is in those same shoes where you're not really experiencing a whole lot of joy in your life in Christ. And hopefully some of the things we'll say will we'll speak to that. Uh, again, there are many reasons, and we probably won't be able to touch on, on everything. But Cap, I know you've got some passages that you can share and some things that we can t- talk about and maybe um, help some people with the, with the joy thing. Well, we'll lay a foundation here, and I'm just going to pull. <laughs> I'm going to do what we don't normally like to do. <laughs> we pull some scriptures out of context here, but just, just to get the ball rolling here. Right, in in right. John 15, Jesus talking to his disciples, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Then in, in John 16, Jesus went on to say, until now you have asked me for nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. Then we, you know, keep on rolling here. I'm kind of going in chronological order. Acts 13, and the disciples were continually, continually filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Um, Then we get into Romans. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 7. Great is my confidence in you. Great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort. I am overflowing with joy in all our affliction. In all our affliction, filled with joy, the Apostle Paul said. Uh, Galatians 5, we know that the fruit of the Spirit, one of the attributes of the fruit of the Spirit is, is joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and so on. 
looking at uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 17. <laughs> For even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. That was in uh, Philippians chapter 2. And the following verse, Paul said, you too, I urge you, rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. So Paul says, my joy for you, and you share your joy with me. And First uh, Thessalonians chapter 1, you also became imitators of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much tribulation with the joy of the Holy Spirit. So there's just, just a few there. There's other ones, of course, and even you'll find it, you, you know, things about joy you'll find in the Old Testament as well, the joy of the Lord being our strength and so on. So uh, how do we enjoy God, Joel? I mean, for me, I, you know, as, as I think about this while we're talking, um, I look back on it and I see that I spent quite a few years as a young believer but I'm not sure I was really experiencing the joy of God in my life or enjoying God, as our, our listener phrased it. But I think it was around that time, which, as we've talked about in the past, it's it's been around 25 years ago, where I began to understand more about the grace of God and that I wasn't going to be held accountable for my own salvation. It was all based upon what Jesus did on my behalf. And that began to change everything for me. Yeah, I think mine was the same too. Similar anyway, that um, I remember praying for joy and it seemed so elusive. <laughs> but really, it's I, I think that it a lot of it does come from understanding the truth of who we are in Christ and all that God has done for us and getting off of, like you and I have both done, that they're getting off of that roller coaster of works and failure and feeling bad about ourselves and then doing good and feeling good about ourselves and you know getting off that whole entire roller coaster and instead realizing that we have everything in Christ God has already given us everything we've been made righteous we've been sanctified we've been forgiven fully we've been saved to the uttermost and it's all based on what Christ has done not what we have done and I like, you know, one of these verses that you were talking about, where the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Like you said, a lot of these things we're using as a foundation and taken out of context. But the context here is that, you know, some people were saying that you can eat meat that was sacrificed to idols, and some people were saying that you can't eat meat that was sacrificed to idols. And so there is this debate in the church, can you do this, can you not do this? And Paul was saying, you know what? It really doesn't matter. That's not what life in Christ is about. It's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so there are some of these things that we, can I do this? Can I not do that? And I'm not saying that there's no such thing as, I'm not saying that we should just blindly just do whatever we want to do, whether, whether it might be good or bad or not. I'm not talking, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that some of these things really don't matter. They're not really something that we need to debate. And I think some people are all tied up in the rules. And, and is this right? Is this wrong? Can I do this? Can I not do that? Instead of just letting go and um, allowing this righteousness and peace and joy to fill us. And I think it does fill us more when we're less concerned with all of the being in church all the time, serving all the time, doing everything that the church says to do. Not that there's anything wrong with going to church, not that there's anything wrong with serving others 
and, and all these things. It's just that sometimes we're so focused on these things that we forget that Jesus said, I, I have come that they may have life and more abundantly, and not to condemn, not to make sure that you're doing everything right and not doing all the wrong things, but just so that you can have the righteousness and the peace and joy that I, I, I freely give. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it can even happen to uh, the best of us. For example, what you were just talking about there from, from the scripture and sacrificing meat to idols and, and all that. And by the way, we're not saying that eating and drinking is wrong either. Um, right. <laughs> I happen to do both on a daily basis. <laughs> I got a bottle of water. Good sitting point right there. Over here. I wasn't Ate ever going to eat before again. Before we came on. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, it's it's so easy, though to let our joy be robbed. And it can even happen with needing to be having the correct theology all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we get so caught up with trying to make sure we're saying everything the way it's supposed to be said. And boy, when somebody disagrees with us and wants to argue, you know, those kinds of things, I mean, or or we have to be the one to correct everybody when they don't say it just right, or they might see it a little bit differently than you do. You know, that, that can actually be a, a joy robber. I mean, I've had people, grace people, Joel, grace people who tout grace and, and the, the unconditional love of God. I've had people unfriend me on social media because I said something that just didn't line up with their theology. You would have thought that I said something as, as radical as, as uh, Jesus has a demon <laughs> or you know, Jesus was full of sin. You would think I said something crazy like that for somebody to, to just throw me overboard like that, but I'm no longer in the lifeboat on their social media. So uh, it, it can happen real easy. And that's not what life in Christ is really meant to to be about. And you know, another thing too, and I'll just say this, because I think most of our listeners out there appreciate it when you and I like to chuckle and laugh and joke around a little bit, because that's who we are. And that's kind of what joy in in Christ is about, is, is being able to be yourself and let him make you the best that you can be as, as he lives in and through you. So we like to joke around. We like to kid around. And I understand that sometimes people feel like we, we might cross the line or something like that. Well, you should have heard us uh, back in our radio days on the morning <laughs> show. I mean, we, we we were tiptoeing through the tulips on the high wire there. We were doing things uh, Christian radio people just didn't do. But sometimes laughter can come from the joy of the Lord that abides in us. Laughter is a good thing. Sometimes I, I wonder if Christians think that the devil created laughter <laughs> because they get so upset when laughter takes place, <laughs> even while we're talking about these cool things that we discover within the gospel. And so, you know, we talk about how hard it is to communicate on social media and texting and things like that. But I think the same is true when we pick up the Bibles and read it. We're not really getting the, the full life story. I think there are times in the scriptures where Jesus was saying things and there was laughter going on at what he said in a heartwarming sort of way that Jesus was actually trying to be humorous uh, on occasion, you know, like a, a camel passing through the eye of a needle or something like that. We, we don't get that sometimes, but I, I think it's in there. I think Jesus laughed. I had somebody tell me once, 
that they just couldn't picture Jesus laughing. Mm. And I always felt sorry for them. And those were that was even long before my grace days. So I'll let you wrap things up here, Joel. <laughs> yeah, I remember the uh, on the air on the uh, on the morning show with you two guys there the uh, dead air incident, or at least maybe more than one, where you guys were laughing so hard. Yeah, we that couldn't get our breath. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just dead silence until you, one of you busted out laughing again. That was, oh, we'd, it was we'd start, fun. We'd start pounding the table yeah. and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, those just are fun times. Just to let people know we were there. Yeah, and there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's absolutely wonderful. You may be also, you may be a more stoic person, more someone who doesn't laugh. And that's fine, because sure. you know, we're not all the same. Um, sure. But the, the point is, is that I think joy comes when you allow yourself to be who God has wired you to be, who God has created you to be. And, you know, get rid of the duty and obligation to be a certain way and realize that God has created you to be who you are. Some people are different than you. They may not appreciate who God has made you to be, and they may appreciate it a lot. But between you and the Lord, you know, recognize who you are and I, and I think you'll be free, and I think freedom is a big part of this, of joy. If you're free, you're going to have some natural joy. And so I think freedom is a big part of this, and just realizing that Jesus came not to, not to kill and not to steal. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus came that we may have life, that we may have it more abundantly. And so uh, lighten up. Ken Davis, comedy, uh, the, the comedian, lighten up and live that was one of his favorite lines of mine and i think maybe we'll uh end with that lighten up and live and we'll be back for more growing in grace next week this has been growing in grace with mike kapler and joel brzezinski heard online through various internet sources around the world each week Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.